All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. And this episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends over at altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open lifestyle community with many features, including video chat. So for those of you who want to feel sexy but aren't quite ready to venture out yet given the world conditions, you can meet with a whole bunch of sexy people in a secure and safe environment. You can, you know, show off your exhibition side, your voyeurism side, just have a whole lot of sexy fun with like-minded people. And like I said, that's just one of the many features available. They also have things like the podcast corner where we can be found, communities, which include clubs, event hosts, and content creators, once again, like us, come say hey, and the video corner. So it's just a great place to immerse yourself in lifestyle things. Head on over to altplayground.net today to check it out for yourself and discover why it's our pick for the best place to connect. And we want to say a very big thank you to Luxury Lifestyle Charters. They have a 100-foot luxury yacht that they are currently chartering in the Bahamas and the Florida Keys for up to seven people. It is a lifestyle-friendly crew, lifestyle-friendly experience. So in other words, you and your sexiest friends can jump on board, have an experience unlike anything you could possibly imagine, and, uh, you know, probably get down too, right? Because yeah, that's sure. what it's all about. For sure sure getting down on the high seas it's an amazing ship absolutely yeah. so head to luxurylifestylecharters.com for further information if you end up booking make sure you tell them that fps sent you for a free case of champagne to enjoy on your charter yeah and yeah let's just jump right in because yeah. we got a lot going on lots of stuff Holy lots cow. of stuff so before we get to our stories this yeah. week yeah our recountings we uh, have a single guy tip of the week that I think is... You have a single guy tip of the week. I do. So, okay, here's the thing. I've been getting out there again, really connecting with some people, which you'll hear about today. But I had this guy reach out to me on our BDSM site, and we had a lot of the same interests. I gave him my kick information. We kicked back and forth for a few days, and everything was going spectacularly. I was like, this is fucking perfect. Like I said, so many common interests, both like sexually and otherwise. He was just like fucking cool, respectful. It got to the point where he was like, I'd love to exchange some photos. So he sent some people g stuff back and forth just because he had limited photos of his face on his profile and so i didn't really totally know what he looked like right. once again handsome i was really appreciative of of him asking and doing the pg shit first right so going great then we get to like hey let's send each other a couple of naughty photos so i sent him like a tit pic and an ass pic and he sent a, a dick pic once again asked my consent right I said, yes, I received it. It was a very nice cock. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is so great. Then we, you know, continue to talk. It's, I'm probably four or five days into our communication at this point, right? 
and I'm at work, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I receive no less than seven cockpits back to back to back to back to back. Every angle you could imagine. You opened the floodgates is what you did. <laughs> Every environment his cock could possibly be like in. Like a picture of him at the Grand Canyon, cock out. <laughs> it wasn't know. quite that insane. <laughs> cock on vacation. Yeah, it was like in the outdoors, like this is a hiking one. Oh. And it's like his cock while he's obviously in the woods. And What's I'm he like, doing, like making a coffee table book of cockpits? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's what it felt like. So I didn't even respond because I'm so turned off by that. First of all, it's like, okay, you sent me one. And that doesn't mean that I'm never going to want another nude from you. But at the same time, I don't want that to be the only level of communication we have. And seven in a row seems so fucking thirsty to me. And excessive, really. I mean, how many angles are, can you really take? Apparently seven, yeah, at I least. Mean, it's so crazy. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't see the efficacy in that. Don't understand it. It's almost like it's it's just too much, right? Like you get a picture and then you you're you're enticed. Yeah. Right? And then it's then there's some mystery to it. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that mystery. I cling to that mystery because yeah, it's, it's like a lot of why we do what we do. Yeah, like even in one cockpit, I'm like, "Oh, I I can kind of see what's going on here. I can kind of see what you're working with, but it still leaves me with that that idea of I'm excited to experience it in real life. Right. When you send me seven, one was, and some of them were bad too. I yeah. mean, one of them was like holding it up next to like a Coca-Cola can. Yeah, I don't need, you know, we don't need to get super anatomical. It's just a picture. Yeah. Just take a, just a normal fucking picture of yourself. Yeah. And that's enough. I mean, why, how far do you have to go? I honestly prefer no dick pics. I really do. And here's the thing. I love to show off my tits and my ass to people, so I, I feel like I have to say yes when they want to send me sure. a cockpit because it's like, well, I sent you nudes. You consented to it. So I should consent back. It just seems fair. But at the same time, I would much prefer to not see the cock until I'm in the room. Yeah. Once again, there is a level of anticipation. Yeah. You know, that excitement. for the first. It's like seeing something for the first time. But if you've seen it eight times, it, it kind of takes the excitement out of it. Yeah. You know? Especially if like six of those eight times have me going like, are you fucking serious come on yeah like how many like when does it stop right <laughs> so he was a nice guy and i reached out with very constructive feedback but i think he was very turned off by my feedback so he hasn't responded yeah i'm quite sure so the single guy tip of the week don't overdo it like you get the you get the okay right you get the consent and it's like okay but i, I didn't consent to a collage of cockpicks like just just one picture is awesome. Well, also, here's my single guy tip of the week. Your cock's not that fucking amazing, okay? Every half of the world has one. <laughs> it's not special, okay? What's attached to it is what's special. Right. If you're cool, if you're respectful, if you're funny, those things attached to a great cock, now that's unique and amazing, but your cock's not that fucking great, people, so stop being so obsessed with it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so funny. I find it so funny. Oh, Especially when it's like the opener. That's the best. Well, just just a cockpick. Yeah, just yeah, like high cockpick. Yeah, I fucking like the one hate I showed that. you. The we other talked day. about that so many times. Yeah, it's so especially like when it's so obvious, especially when we're we're reaching out, we're saying, hey, this is what we're looking for. Very specifically, do not do, please don't do this. And right. it's the first thing they do. Yep, it's so crazy. Like clearly, you didn't get to the fine print. You didn't read the fine. Print. Yeah, because for whatever reason, they they value their cock over like anything else about them, which I think is really kind of sad. Yeah, like you're gonna. Like, you're going to decide, well, he's kind of got a shit personality, but he did send me seven cockpits. <laughs> right. You know, like, come on, man. That's he's not got a, a decent cock, so I can overlook the fact that he's a, you know, total sociopath or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, come on, just man. fucking lead with your personalities. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I can't with the cockpicks. Yeah. Anyway. 
Enough, enough of the cockpits. I didn't realize he sent you seven. That's so funny. Seven. So funny. And no words except the caption explaining what each of the cockpits right. like, was. This is me in the woods. Yep. <laughs> this is me, you know, on my the side of the, the road. Woods, my cock next to a Coke can. Yeah, almost like he's, you know, he's doing some kind of a display at an art gallery. This is cock in the water, cock in the air. Cock at the mountains. It's like, come on, man. That would be impressive to me, actually. At least that would be artistic. Yeah, at least there's yeah, some artistic bent some to it. Some sort of a collage. At yeah. least get a fucking app to put a collage together so it's just one cockpit. Yeah, or, you know, say, hey, listen, come out to my show. You know, I've got this opening. I've got a bunch of pictures of my cock. You know, something. Give me something interesting, at least, or different. But, yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. You open the floodgates and boom. Just, I didn't do shit. This is not my fault. Well, well, I mean, you gave consent. So, of course, instantly he thinks, oh, she wants all the cockpicks. No, no. One is enough. Yeah. One is plenty. Or zero. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so crazy. It's so so crazy. anyway, that's my that single guy tip of the week. <laughs> so on that note, you had a, we had a pretty amazing experience last week that we talked about. One of your fantasies fulfilled, which I thought was awesome. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, people... You fucking need to. Yeah, it was super fucking hot. However, we did talk about the fact that it was a fantasy, mm-hmm. and it was with a single gentleman with whom you did not know. Right. I corresponded with him and kind of put the whole deal together. I won't go into details. But what we talked about afterwards was, is it kind of disrespectful to not see this guy again because he was such a cool guy? Like yeah. a cool single guy. It was like almost a waste to not have an opportunity to kind of interact with him again because it really, really went well. I don't think it was disrespectful. We talked about this on last week's episode. It wouldn't have been disrespectful. We just saw it as a missed opportunity. Well, yeah, and I, yes, a missed opportunity for sure. But I also thought disrespectful to the other couples who have such a difficult time, you know, with, with really good single guys. I thought, man, it would just be a shame. So we did. We went, you know, spoiler alert, we went ahead and, and we communicated with him again. And you had an opportunity to play with him again, only this time, of course, without the blindfold so you got to experience the whole thing which was really interesting because it was such a contrast from the first time to the second time yeah let's talk about that a little bit so this time we had him come over yes. a little bit earlier and we thought hey come on over let's have a drink get to know each other and, I said, and we this time, really did we sat on the couch for a long time yeah, yeah. I said this time she's actually going to see you you know <laughs> so uh, you know it, you know, you'll get to meet her obviously and, and, you told uh, him to dress well and I, yeah, I said, put listen, together yeah I said put your best foot forward she's going to actually see you this time so you know dress to impress kind of thing. Uh, and he did. He came and he looked good. He, he, he looked sharp. I agree. He was very well put together, had a nice button up on. It was funny because with the blindfold on, I was imagining what he looked like based on like his mannerisms and his voice and the fact that he was 6'5", which he told me. That was like the only physical characteristic I really knew about him. Right. So for example, I had no idea that he had a man bun. Zero fucking idea. Right. Right. <laughs> I did not picture that in my mind. So when we answer the door and he walks in and he has a man butt, not that I'm turned off by that at all. I know that there's a lot of women who are like, ah, man butt, but I'm not that person. I really give a shit what people's hair looks like. But I wasn't expecting it. It was right. like, oh, this is like a completely different person than I was expecting. Well, what were you? What did you think? He, what, did you, what were you expecting when he walked through the door? I don't know why, but I was expecting someone like super clean cut, like super clean cut hair and no facial hair. And I don't know. I just wasn't no expecting. No tattoos, probably. No right? tattoos. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was based on his voice because his voice is very kind of soft spoken and almost soothing. He's very... 
he's got this very quiet energy to him. Right. So I was expecting someone very much in alignment with that. And for the most part, like you said, he was relatively reserved in terms of you know the, the sexual component. So you probably weren't expecting a more edgy guy. He wasn't a freak in the bedroom. Right. Okay. So I did not expect him to show up with a bunch of fucking tattoos and a man bun. Right. Right. <laughs> But I wasn't disappointed. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Right. So it was interesting. So we had him over, came in, we had a drink, sat down and talked a little bit. Probably for, like you said, like 30 minutes, I guess. Yeah, at least. And then I just made myself, I excused myself, said, hey, I get something I got to take care of. And I let you kind of take it from there. And then you let him upstairs. Yeah. So I, I brought him upstairs and we started just kissing and feeling on each other. It was a completely different energy than the first time. How so? And I think what it taught me was he was nervous as fuck that well, first time. Yeah, listen, let's face it. I mean, that was a very unique experience, right? right. <laughs> I mean, I chatted with this guy for a few days. He came over, met me for the first time. We sat down for 15 minutes and talked before he went upstairs to see you. Right. You are blindfolded. You have no idea who this guy is. And he's having sex with a woman who's completely blindfolded and has no idea who he is for the first time while I'm downstairs. Yeah. So you could imagine the guy was, you know, there was a little trepidation there. But he was a life, he is a lifestyle guy. He has that experience. Sure. So not the experience that he had with you necessarily, <laughs> but he's had some of that lifestyle experience. So this wasn't something he was super concerned about. But definitely, you know, there's some nerves for sure. Yeah, I mean, there were still some nerves this second time. I'm still not sure I've actually like completely broken through with him, but it was a much more relaxed energy. It felt very just chill. I mean, it was a lot of us just kind of like making out and then we could make a joke and then we laugh and it was just so low key, which I really, really liked. And I also wasn't expecting because once, I, once again, the first interaction was so different. I expected this to be a little bit more of a high-strung interaction again, and right. it wasn't, which I loved. Well, also, it kind of ruined the experience of the first time because of the fantasy aspect was taken away because you got to see him. Your whole thing was you wanted to be blindfolded, not know who it was, so that if we were out somewhere or walking down the street, you were driving or whatever, you would never know that the guy next to you in the car was that guy. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole kind of thing. So long story short, we're going to put this together again, and I will try not to fuck it up. So. <laughs> Anyway, I thought it was a I thought it was a good interaction. I really enjoyed talking with him. He's a real nice guy. He's exactly what you're looking for in a single guy. He gets it. He's not pushy. He he goes with the flow. Very respectful. He's got all the you know. He, he checks all the boxes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. You know? So we played and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I won't go super into depth because we do have something else that we're going to talk about today. But I mean, one of the things that stands out in my mind that I really loved that once again was lacking from that first interaction was I'm sucking his cock and he's staring into my eyes the entire time. Right. And I'm riding his cock and he's staring at me the entire time. And he's very complimentary. He's always calling me cute and sexy and like, oh my God, I love your eyes. I love your face. Of course, as all of our listeners know at this point, I fucking love to be complimented. Yes. It just makes me gushy. Like, yes, it not, does. <laughs> I didn't mean like gushy wet, but it just Well, it kind of does. But it melts way. me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I liked that because it felt significantly more connected than the first time. And it's had us talking a lot about what is the difference between like completely anonymous sex versus something that's more connected and which one makes more sense. And I think for us, there is a place for both. Yes. But I think think the lack of connection piece has to be kind of those one-off situations where you never expect to see each other again. It's that animalistic sexual act and that's it. And if, if that's the case and we all go into it with that mindset, then it can be really hot. Yeah. 
but it's also not the same as being able to really get to know someone via sex, which is something I love doing. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this actually as, as recently as yesterday. And I think the interesting thing is because of our personal situation right now with us selling the house, we sold some furniture yesterday. I mean, we're, the house is getting empty. We're getting ready to make this. Just, <laughs> we just we got look real. like we got robbed. Yeah, it just got real today. This morning, we sold a, one of our antique pieces of furniture, which was very dear to us. And so it got very real this morning. And we're getting ready to leave. So what we decided over dinner last night was we don't need to put ourselves in situations at this point, especially where we are at our home, in something that we don't 100% want to do. Right. Something that we're not 100% behind. Like we don't want to have an experience for the sake of having an experience. Right. And so I really think that going forward, particularly in our travels, there'll be a place for both of those things. I expect that will make some really strong connections with people and develop some really solid relationships. And we're going to have one-offs probably more than we normally would. Yeah. And I think both are fine. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, once again, having a different level of expectation for each type and also being willing to communicate those things. Because I think... This gentleman was not necessarily the right fit for the blindfolding experience. He is somebody who wants to find some level of connection. I mean, he just texted me this morning, for example, and asked me if I'd want to hang out at his house sometime. Like, he wants someone to, like, invite into his world, even if it's just more of a sexual friendly thing. But he doesn't want the one-off thing. No. And I think that there are a lot of guys out there that if we told them this whole, you know, sincerely told them this blindfold fantasy, they'd be like... That's fucking hot. I want to do that because of the anonymity, because that portion of it turns them on. Yeah, and and I have probably five guys in the wings right now. <laughs> I have not had the time to properly go through with these guys and vet them. But there's a lot of guys out there that like the idea of the the one-off, completely anonymous sex. And that's, that's who we're going to have to find. This gentleman was a lifestyle guy. He was in a lifestyle relationship. So it is kind of unfair to think that this was something that would have been in his wheelhouse. You know, he definitely wants that connection. He's told us he's looking for another relationship, lifestyle oriented. Right. So certainly wasn't the right candidate. He was, as it turns out, but not the right candidate for that one-off experience. Right. So we'll do a a better job of making sure that, you know, we compartmentalize those things. Yeah. You know, Uh, and we have the opportunity to. We don't have to have experiences for the sake of having them at this point because we have a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. It's just too much, which, of course, we're going to talk about today. You had a unique – we had a unique experience. Are we launching right into it? Yeah, absolutely. I think we need to to dissect this a little bit. I'm still working on it. Okay, so here's the situation. I hopped on a site that is specifically meant for more poly-type interactions, I would say. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. It's not It's not a hookup site. It's not a swinger site. It's specifically meant for people who want to not necessarily jump into a relationship, but, are, but just looking for something a little bit deeper. That are open to the idea of a poly relationship. Right. And so I connected with him on there and... It was really interesting because in talking to him, I, f- I was able to decipher that he is what I would refer to as solo poly, meaning he doesn't have a primary partner. He's not in a serious one person relationship and then has secondary partners. Right now he is dating and seeing two different women and in the past has seen up to three different women at the same time, none of which have lived, none of whom have lived with him or shared expenses with him or anything like that. And he's not at a place in his life right now where he really wants that. He wants to have meaningful connections and more than necessarily just a friends with benefits type thing. Right. 
but he doesn't want to marry anyone either. Yeah, he wants he wants all of the benefits of a relationship without the demand of all the things that go into someone living with you and sharing your sharing expenses and sharing space and all those kinds of things. He wants the dates, the rom- he wants a little bit of that romance. Right. He, you know, he wants all of the components of a relationship without the commitment of, you know, living with someone or being with a single person. But he's also not a fuckboy. Like he's not just looking to like hook up with a bunch of people. Right. So anyway, he and I started talking and I liked him pretty much from the beginning because he's so different than anyone I've ever really experienced before he's very certainly different from me he's very kind of eccentric but in a cool way i don't know he's quirky very very quirky and i'm kind of into that energy and yeah completely different than you and so anyway we were talking back and forth and he was like you know i'd really like to take you on a date sometime and for whatever reason that word date completely threw me off i mean i was talking to you and about about it and i was like this guy wants to fucking take me on a date and you're like cool and well, I'm like, yeah, no, not cool. You're on a site for people who are more inclined to be poly. You're going to go on a date. That's kind of part of the deal. I wasn't, I don't you think I prepared. was mentally prepared for it yeah. is the thing. I mean, because and he, what he finally said is, because I was talking back and forth with him about it. And I told him our situation, you know, we're a non-monogamous couple. We don't really date other people at this point. We had talked about entering into the world of polyamory, but not 100% sure where we stand with that right now. And so because he threw out that date word, I was like, I'm just not sure 100% how I feel about that. Like, maybe I can pay for my own meal. If we go hang out, I want to drive myself. I don't want you to pick me up. Like, all of these different parameters I was placing on it because I felt fucking weird about it. Right. And finally, he's like, can you please just stop overthinking it and let me take you on a date? Yeah, it was pretty... I said the same thing. Like, you're way in your head about this. You're going to go have sushi. Like, don't make a huge thing of it, you (laughs) know? It's not that big a deal. And if we do, and we are obviously at this point going down this polyamorous road, potentially, this is going to happen. We're going on dates. Yeah. That's going to be part of the process. So it was about a week in between when he asked me out on a date and when I actually went out with him. Right. Okay. And during that week, I was self-sabotaging majorly. Oh, you were struggling. You were on the struggle bus. I was, every time he'd say something, I would like pick it apart and like try to figure out what the fuck he meant. Yeah, you were trying to come up with reasons not to do it. Even day of, you hurt your arm working out. I'm like, maybe I should just stay home and take care of you. You don't seem like you're doing very good. You're like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You're going. Yeah, are you serious right now? (laughs) I'll be fine. Go have dinner. Like it's not a huge, you know what I mean? Like it's, you made so much more out of it than it really was. And as it turns out, it went really well. And it, it, this is just going to be part of this process like anything else. And, and we talked about this last night, especially when it pertains to couples. We we had a lovely drink with with a couple. Friday night, was it? I guess. Friday yeah. night. We rarely interact with new couples at this point at where we live. And you know, we have friends, but only people that we've known for a period of time. And they're just very close to us. And we haven't tried to interact with couples in the lifestyle very much. It just isn't doesn't work for it's us. It's not really our thing. No, it doesn't work for us. And not very well, anyway. And this I couple, mean, it does with certain couples. It's just not are, something we seek yes, out. No, we don't. And this particular couple reached out to us. They were traveling through and thought, hey, it's a long shot, but if you guys are available, we'd love to meet you for a drink. No expectations. This is us. Here's a picture. 
and we don't ever do that. And I kind of surprised you with it because I, you know, they reached out to me on my way home from work, and I was like, "Hey, here's what we're doing. Uh, we're going to meet this couple for a drink." And you were like, "We are like, a couple? Like really?" <laughs> and I really just wanted to go because it's nice to have a conversation with a couple once in a while. We don't get the chance to do that very often. But the interesting thing is, we have evolved in this this whole process where. When it comes particularly to couples, like we're not going to kind of, yes, we can play in the same room. We can be on the same bed. We do this with our friends. This is not unusual. We have couples that we do that with. But we really enjoy playing separately. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to be with a couple, other than our friends at this point who we really just enjoy being with, you know, we really have certain traits that we want to enjoy. There are certain parts of the lifestyle that we enjoy the most. And if a couple simply doesn't align with all the things we want to do, we are happy to have a drink and get to know you. But we're probably not going to play. Yeah. You know, we're going to take a step back because we just don't see the reason, reason to. We don't have to. Right. You know, we don't have to force these these connections anymore because we've really gotten to a place that we understand what we want. Right. And this poly kind of situation threw a wrench in that because we haven't done that before. <laughs> right. You were like all worked up over this whole quote unquote dating thing. It's just going to be part of the process that we have to determine you know, what our evolution is going to be. Do you take your own vehicle? Do you pay for your meal? Or does the person pick you up? You know, all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll figure all that out as, as time goes on. Well, this time I did drive myself yep. to the date, even though I didn't necessarily, it wasn't that I didn't want to go. I was just being fucking weird about it. Yeah, you were all in your head. And so I went, I drove there and we had a really nice meal together and he's so different than anyone I've ever quote unquote gone on a date with. And once again, not in a bad way, just so different. I kind of have a type. Yeah. And he's not that type. <laughs> no. But if we've learned anything, particularly being in this lifestyle for the length of time that we have, all of that kind of goes out the window a lot of times when you get to know somebody a little bit. Like that, that's, it's not a, I'm not talking about a physical type. No, I don't mean that either. There is part of that. Obviously, there's a physical type. Because that, he know. is my physical type. He's right. freaking 6'2". He looks like a basketball player. Right. He's there, lean and tall. Yeah, there are those components. But when it comes to personalities, it's like something that you wouldn't necessarily appreciate in a person. You appreciate more once you get to know them. Right. And that's something we've kind of obviously have learned as we've gone on. Yes. So I go and sit and have a meal with him. It's weird. It's weird, okay? I'm just going to be honest. It was fucking weird. Well, it's the first time you've been on a quote-unquote date since you and I went on our first date. Exactly. And I always have you as like my wingman. And typically, we meet single guys together. Right. So you're there to like drive the conversation. And you definitely have a way of not dominating a conversation, but leading a conversation. You have a very dominating presence. And because of that, it feels like every time we sit down with people, you kind of determine where the conversation's going to head. And I actually love that about you. I think it's a, an awesome quality. And it has allowed me to get kind of lazy. And I realized that during this date. Well, yeah. Because I'm racking my brain trying to think of like what to fucking say and to not have it be the normal like first date bullshit chatter because I hate that shit. You know, so I just wanted it to be interesting and thoughtful, and I was struggling. Well, yeah, you haven't had to do it. You're out of practice. You haven't, yeah. you haven't had the reps in. You're just not, you know, it's not your, it's not your thing. Yeah, so that happened. I, I think we redeemed it towards the end of it. It was not a bad, quote unquote, date. <laughs> I don't know right. why I keep saying quote unquote. It was a date. You went on a date. I went on a fucking date. Okay, I don't, it was not a bad date, but it was 
a little awkward and then we got towards the end of it and then we kind of started getting flirty with each other and that's where I feel comfortable. Sure. As soon as I can start batting my eyes and giving compliments and receiving compliments and flashing the smile, that's where I'm like, okay, I feel good in this energy space. Right. So that worked well because it was towards the end of it. And then I did, I expected the date to end and for me to come home because one of the things he and I had discussed was not that we're opposed to this being a sexual interaction, but that we didn't want that to be the focus of it because that's not what he's interested in. Yeah. And you told me that ahead of time. So I obviously assumed that after dinner, you were coming home and you texted me. It was a while because where you went, you had, you, you have to wait an hour plus to sit down. They don't take reservations. And you text me and we're like, Hey, you text me. Hey, how are you feeling? First of all, I said, I'm fine. How's the date going? You said, great. I may be going back to his place. I was surprised. You know, I had no idea. Also, let me say this. I don't know if we mentioned this. I know we we didn't just mention it. When you decided to go on a date with this gentleman, which is why I kind of liked the idea. I was okay with the idea. The night before the date, he texted you a picture of his driver's license to share with me. With his current address on it. With his current address on it. Yep. That's a big fucking deal. So you single guys, listen up. If you're going on a date with a hot wife or you're going out with a date on a date with a coupled gal in a situation like this, you want to score some fucking points. Don't make me ask what your address is because <laughs> that was going to be my next question. If had he not sent that, I would have said to you, make sure you text me the address so I know where you are. Right. That would have been next. I didn't have to worry about it because I knew his address. He sent me a fucking picture and of his, his driver's license. And his full name and his- Everything. And what he looked like and everything. I was everything. very impressed by that. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you want to be taken seriously, that's how you do it. And I think that was shown, his thoughtfulness was shown in a lot of ways Yeah, that's definitely day. one of them. I mean, he was- at dinner, it made sure that I had a napkin. Like my napkin dropped on the floor. He immediately grabbed me another one and handed it to me. Just very thoughtful. Then I leave. I text you, tell you I'm going to his place. He invited me over. So we go over and he walks all the way out and gets me in the parking lot and walks me all the way to the door. It just so thoughtful takes my jacket off for me he's like you should get out of those shoes i was wearing heels he's like you those might be uncomfortable you know feel free to leave them wherever and just a very he's a total gentleman well but you were on a date i know this wasn't a hookup that's the thing thing. i'm not used to this what he was doing was exactly what you do on a date it's the same thing that i did when you and i went on a date (laughs) it was it's and when we go out now it's the same thing i kick your jacket i pull your hair out to make sure it doesn't get stuck in your coat i pull your chair out i open the door all the things that you should be doing when you're on a date whether it's with your significant other or a first date doesn't matter so that's why you were you were off. You just didn't, you know, you're not used to that other than from me. It was weird. Yeah, but it worked out great. Yeah, it was nice. So we sat and talked in his living room and, and I mean, we have a lot of the same interests and he's just, he really is a cool guy. We were, you know, quipping with each other over horrible eighties music and drinking a white claw and just being dumb. And it pretty quickly turned physical, which once again, I wasn't expecting. First of all, this guy does not have a dominant energy like you at all. So I was surprised that he made the first move the way that he did, but he asked me if he could kiss me. And I said, sure. And he asked, he asked and he kind of moved my hair. And that's the whole, the other thing, it all felt very kind of romantic. Like He's brushing the hair away from my face so he can lean in and kiss me. And he's like grabbing me around the face really softly. And yeah, this is not a 
your blindfolded experience <laughs> with a stranger. Yeah. This guy this wants to pull see your you pants again. down so I can suck your cock, stranger. No, yeah, that's not what this. That was. I can't see, and we'll never know who you are. Yeah, that's not that's not this thing, you yeah. know. And that's that. Yeah, it's strange. It's even sounds strange when you told me about it, but. I, I thought it was really, I was really excited about it. I thought it was really cool. And even when I was at home waiting for you, first of all, as I told you, I had much less, first of all, I was in a lot of pain. Fucking idiot that I am. I hurt myself. Never should have done what I did. So I was in a lot of pain. And I was not thinking like I normally do about my concern for your safety. Knew where the guy lived. Knew what he looked like. I had it all. So I wasn't concerned. And I also knew where you were having dinner. I know people there. So I could have made a phone call. So I was not even thinking about that. What I was thinking about was, you're actually on a date. And like, you may really, like, what happens if she really likes this guy? Like, is this guy going to be the guy? Now, of course, circumstances being what they are, and us not staying here, that could get awkward. But I was like, thinking to myself, at some point, we're going to meet people. And she's maybe is going to like somebody. This could be that guy. That's really the the exciting thing for me. Not that even you were maybe going to have sex with him because I didn't think that was on the table. <laughs> you know, I was really wondering whether this was going to be a, a you know a connection. Are you anticipating a connection at some point? Like, are you excited for that? A hundred percent. I know there will be, if for no other reason, based on how this interaction went and the fact that you have another date with him next well, week. Don't. Blow it all because this isn't the end of the story. I'm aware of that. You're jumping all over the place. No, no, no. But it's obvious that this is a possibility based on all of those things. Yeah. 100%. We know you have the capacity to do it. Sure. So anyway, we're making out on his couch. (laughs) You just want to get to the naughty stuff. That's all. I'm such a slut. So we're making out on his couch. Like I said, romantic. Like at one point he asked me to turn around and was kind of like cuddling me from the back and like kissing on my neck, Hmm. which I was, I thought was so sexy because I don't think I've ever done that. That's interesting. I mean, he was definitely like grabbing. You're on a couch, I'm guessing. Yeah. He was like grabbing my tits and everything, but he was, it was very sensual kissing on my neck. At one point he kind of like turned my head. So I was kissing him while he was touching me from the back. I was very turned on by that. And that's when I also realized that this guy's very multidimensional because he seems very analytical and like kind of mild mannered, meek kind of guy. Yeah, not not meek. That's not the right word. He's very confident, but just not. I didn't see him as like a passionate person. Right. And then we start touching and kissing on each other, and that completely changes. Sure. And I'm like, well, that's fucking cool because I feel like it's like an onion. I have to pull back the layers, and well, that excites me. Yeah, and and we had this conversation in the week leading up to this date because you were so in your head, and you're like, oh, I just don't know. He seems very kind of straight. He seems very edgy. He's not being flirty really with me. He doesn't. <laughs> it's not like sexy talk. And I don't know if this guy's going to be for me. I'm like, you have not even met this guy yet. Give him a chance. Like he's being a gentleman. It's this. This is not a one-time hookup thing. That's not what he does. Yeah, I know. So you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not used to it. No. Again, I'm just not used to any of this. No, no, not at all. And if you go, if you think back to when you and I were first dating, it was the same way. We weren't doing that to begin with. There was no real overt sexuality going on in the time leading up to us meeting. It was a lot, it was a BDSM component, but it was very regimented. Like, this is the things you're looking for. These are the things I'm interested in. But there was no overt sexuality. And then the date, our first date itself was very first date. Like, we met relatively early, had coffee, had a drink, had dinner, and then went back to my place and I made you tea. And then, of course, you had you coerced me into sex. But that's for another time. In what world? Anyway, 
there was we didn't have any of that leading up to it because it was legitimately a date. It was a first date kind of concept with the hope with the hope that there would be another date. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I totally get why that's how it went. I mean, I prefer a little bit of both. I don't think that just because it's a date and just because there's the possibility of like hanging out as more than just like friends with benefits means that you can't be sexy and flirtatious with each other. And I think. I'm hopeful that this guy will kind of mix in both in the future. Well, sure, now potentially. But think back when you were single, before we met, before you were in the lifestyle, before any of that. If a guy that you potentially were going to go on a date with was sexting shit to you prior, a week prior to the date, you probably wouldn't have been super excited to hang out with this guy. That wasn't your MO at that point. So your your needs and your wants and desires have changed to some degree. I'm not saying sexting. I'm not saying he had to be like, hey, I'm going to put my P in that V and I can't yeah. wait to suck on those nips. Like, I'm not saying that, but there's, I think that there is something sexy about being alluring and showing sexual interest for sure for and sure. it's also a very fine line yeah but it's between it, the two and it's also a personality thing he is his personality is not that way he gets to that point pretend obviously i assume when he has a connection and there's some there when there is some connection and he's in a different setting right, right? it took him a minute to warm up and once he decided that you guys were a match and he liked how it felt that's when you know he kicked it into high gear yeah. So good for him. Well, he definitely did. So we were making out on his couch, touching all over each other. And then we went into his bedroom. He took me by the hand and led me into his bedroom. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you were on the couch. No, no. We went into his room. And very clean, by the way, which I was very impressed by. But anyway, side note. We're then in his bedroom and we're kissing on each other once again. And he asks if I want to take off my bra. And I'm like, absolutely. So he takes off his shirt while I'm taking off my bra. And I had on a very low cut shirt. So I could literally just like lift my tits up out out of my shirt. And that is the most naked I got, by the way. Just spoiler alert. He gets completely naked. And once again, we're just touching on each other. And he's like, I don't want to do anything more than what you want to do. Just let me know what you're interested in doing in this interaction. And normal Brenna (laughs) wanted to be like, lay down and so I can ride your cock or whatever. But I didn't want to just go straight into that. I felt like in my mind, there needed to be more of a buildup to the first time that he and I have sex. Right. Because somehow that feels more sexy to me and it feels more in alignment with like what he and I have been discussing as far as what we want. Yeah, because you're not talking about a simple situation where you're meeting a guy and it's a hot wife experience necessarily. This is potentially someone that you want to spend some time with and like. So you were on a date and it was date-like interaction. Yeah. You know, it was that kind of energy. So it was a ton of making out. Then we sat on the side of his bed and and I said, oh, I think you have a really nice cock. <laughs> God, as I'm saying this, I'm like, Jesus, slutty Brenna, you just really can't help yourself, can just you? Just can't help yourself. And he's like, thank you. And I said, I'd really love to put it in my mouth. And he said, okay. That sounds more like you. <laughs> so he laid down on the bed and I started sucking his cock, but I felt like the energy really called for a, like a slower and more sensual blowjob. Right. So that's what I did. And I mean, I was still deep throating and those types of things, but I wasn't doing my normal sloppy two-handed you know licking all over the tip type of a thing it definitely was more sensual and more just 
So you were thinking about it, like you were in the moment thinking that you had to behave a certain way or a different way than you normally would because you thought there was more to this interaction than another interaction. No, no. I think you're misunderstanding. I didn't think I had to do that. I was feeling the energy between the two of us and that dictated how I interacted with his cock. Right. But my point is you had a different feeling about this particular interaction than you would another interaction, just a hot wife experience. Oh, of course. Of course. There's something to be said for that. So that again tells me that you have a proclivity to be able to do this down the road. I think this is something that can be a thing. So I suck his cock for quite a while. And he asks at one point if I want to have sex with him that night. And he said, totally up to you. And I said, I think we should wait. And he said, I would actually prefer that too. I just didn't, I wanted to roll with the punches basically. Right. And I said, yeah, I really appreciate that. I would love to continue to suck your cock, but I'm, I don't necessarily want to have sex tonight. And he's like, oh, that sounds great. So I continued to suck his cock and his legs started shaking. And I also found he really likes when I was like rubbing up in, against his thighs with my fingers and stuff like that. So once again, very sensual. And I'm, I'm doing that and I can feel him getting close. And then he came in my mouth naturally (laughs) a lot and his whole body shook which i thought was super sexy Hmm. and then i swallowed all this gum (laughs) and that was pretty much the so from there where does it go like right from the point where he is where he finishes and so where do you guys end up he asked me if I'll come cuddle with him. Okay. that's what. Then I didn't know that. We didn't talk about that. That's why I wanted to wait because I wasn't sure if it was just like one of those quick, let me get dressed, get out of here kind of thing. I don't. No. I didn't, didn't hear that piece of the story. No. So he asked if I'll come cuddle with him and he's laying on his side at this point and I'm at first laying facing him and he's kind of like rubbing on my arms and putting his hands through my hair and then he said, you should turn around so I can cuddle you that way. And I said, sure. So I rolled onto my other side and like backed up into him and we're like full on spooning, like body to body contact. So what's that feel like? Cause you have not done that with anybody other than me. So weird. Really? What are you thinking about in that moment? You. <laughs> like, what's going through your head? Like, are you worried that I'm going to have a problem with this? No, or? no. I knew you weren't going to have a problem with it, but I just kept thinking like the, literally the only person I've done this with in years is you. Right. So like that's strange to me and it feels like this weird, I don't know, it feels like I'm stuck between two worlds almost. But does it feel like something that you want to continue to do? Like were you so weirded out by it that you're like, please make this stop? Or No, I didn't, I wasn't, unco- I shouldn't say weird. I wasn't uncomfortable. It's not as if I was like, oh my God, I need to get off this bed right now. It was just, it kind of hit me in that moment how different this really was. And I, I kept thinking, like, I wonder what Brian's reaction is going to be when I tell him this. I knew you weren't going to be angry, but I was wondering, is he going to like this? Is he going to feel, you know, semi-uncomfortable with it? What, Where is his mindset going to be? Well, but at that point, did, it, did you reconcile the idea that you could potentially, like, do this with someone? Like, this could really be a situation that you, we find ourselves in? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think... I mean, I think it's just so new for me that really, truly wrapping my head around, I'm still in a digestive period, I guess is what I'm saying. I still, I mean, this happened five days ago now yeah. and I'm still really like reliving it in my head and trying to understand what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, what I would change, what I potentially need to communicate with him about in the future to make it be a great interaction for the both of us. Not that there was anything wrong with this interaction whatsoever, but I am still in this transitional period in my life where it's like and we are certainly in a transitional period for sure where i don't fully understand where we're at right now i know where we want to get yeah, but i, I don't know where do. we're at right now 
No, it's it's difficult to say. And I think a big part of why it's difficult is because of all of the external components going on in our world. You know, we're trying to compartmentalize all this stuff and, and really kind of figure out where we are sexually, both of us. And everything else is just so fucking overwhelming. Well, that's the thing. It's like our entire world is changing. Our entire lives yeah, are, real this morning. are changing. And because of that, it's like, do I really have the energy, the emotional energy to also figure out like a change in sexuality and a change in relationship dynamics? Yeah. Yeah. I want to. I mean, I think this interaction taught me that I I want that, but am I there right now or not? I just don't have that answer. Well, we'll find out probably pretty quickly because you've obviously been corresponding with him. And what's interesting with in this particular situation is you text with him all you know every day. Yeah. This is a rate. I mean, it's it's obviously not a full blown relationship, but it is certainly laying the groundwork for that. If, right. You know, for example, if we were staying and living, you know, staying here, of course, he knows we're not. But if we were staying here, this could easily turn into a relationship based on the on how the, you're behaving at this point with him. Right. You know, which I find interesting. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're going to see him again. You'll know kind of where the ball bounces, I guess. Yeah. So how did they had the evening end? We cuddled for quite a while, and finally I said, yeah, I should really probably get home. I mean, it, it by late. this point, it was 10.15, almost 10.30. Yeah, well, you had to wait. Again, you went to someplace that's very, very busy. It doesn't take reservations. You had to wait like an hour for a table. So It's also 20, where he lives is over 20 minutes from our home. Right. So, I mean, it was a late night, and I was definitely ready to get home to you. I knew that you were in pain, and I wanted to, you know talk to you and make sure you were okay. So I left and I mean, there was no awkwardness there either. As total gentleman, as I was leaving, he helped me put my jacket back on and made it very clear that he wanted to see me again and was intrigued by me. And I think it just was, it was pretty solid. Does he find our relationship? What's he think about our relationship? Well, he told me at one point, like eventually he would love to find a relationship like ours. I don't think that he always wants to be in that solo poly sphere. I think for him, what would be perfect is having a primary partner and then continuing to date other people. Right. So I think he will work towards that eventually. He's also, he's my age. Yeah. So he's got some time. He also is divorced and has a couple of little girls and right. he, he's just in a period in his life right now where he's enjoying where he's at but i think he's intrigued by our by our relationship because he would love to eventually have it sure i also like the idea that he is closer to your age i was excited to see that you was so, that you were going to go out with someone that was closer to your age i think that's kind of something you also have to we also have to get our heads around at some point yeah i'm not usually attracted to people my age no i know but when you are it's unique and it, i think it's important that we that you kind of look down the road at that yeah you know for for any number of reasons well and what also this interaction taught me was the things that i would look for in a serious partner right going forward there are things that when i was dating previously when you and i were first seeing each other though during that period of my life that i did not deem as important in a partner that i now do based on a plethora of different things us being in the lifestyle and my sex coaching experiences and all of those different things there are certain qualities that i now deem as complete deal breakers right. if i'm actually going to have a relationship with someone not if i'm going to play with them but if i'm going to have a relationship with them they must have these qualities for sure and this kind of reinforced that for me yeah there is a huge difference between that the space that we typically live in which is that hot wife lifestyle space and then having a full-blown relationship with someone outside of our relationship right that's a whole different dynamic yeah you know i, I don't 
for me, I don't know what that looks like for me yet. I have no idea. I think it would take a really special person. And I think it would take someone really like checking all the boxes. And I, I never want to make it seem as if, oh, I'm, I have this checklist that a person has to fulfill. We got a mental fulfill, checklist. But there are deal breakers for me that I have to have. Yeah. And I see that as a really positive thing because the fact that I know that means that I can go into interactions with people and communicate that in a respectful way. And if we don't align, then cool, we just go our separate ways and there's yeah. no hard feelings. Well, that's what I told you about when you were kind of leading into this date. It's it's dinner. If if it, you don't hit it off, you guys had dinner together, and that's really the end of it. Right. You know, which I fully expected you based on your how your mind was working prior to you leaving the house that night. I really thought you were going to come right home after dinner. Figured it, that's where your you mind thought it was, was. going to be a train wreck. No, no, no. I didn't think it was going to be a train wreck. I think you were going to talk yourself out of truly ex- taking the entire experience. I really thought you were going to kind of make more out of it than it needed to be and get in your own head and just be ready to get out of there when dinner was over. You know, the check hit the table, you <laughs> wanted out. So I was I was thrilled to see that that wasn't necessarily the case because obviously you got, you calmed down and you got more in touch with your, your emotions and it worked out really well. Yeah. So I was thrilled with it. Are you still? Have yeah. you Have you d- had any chance to digest anything new that you are now surprised by or has been a light bulb moment for you? No. I mean, other than the, the small details, like you, you, know, you mentioned just now that you guys were into his bedroom, because I thought this whole experience took place on the couch. There was much more of an intimate kind of component to this than I originally thought, which I think is interesting. But I like it because it's it tells me that we're we're going down the right path. We are ha- not just our intentions, but we we're thinking correctly. We know that this can potentially be a, a thing for us, and probably will be, and should be. So that reinforced that everything we've been doing is or thinking has been correct, which I feel good about. Are you less turned on by this interaction than when I just go out and hook up with someone? No, not by any means. No, not by any means. I think there's a different level of kind of intensity that I feel about this than I would, you know, like, for example, the you know the blindfold experience. It's very different. <laughs> well, you did not rip my clothes off that night like you did with the blindfold experience. So I that's couldn't. why I'm asking. <laughs> I, I, I was asleep when you got home. That's true. And you're in a lot of pain. Yeah. You texted me to let me know. Or you actually, you called me and said, hey, you're, you're on your way. I was already asleep. I was on the couch waiting for you asleep. And when you got home, I don't even know how long you were sitting there. I was passed out. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have ripped up, open a bag of fucking potato chips if I wanted to. <laughs> so yeah, it, but that, that had nothing to do with the fact that this was not a quote unquote hot wife interaction. I just was fucked up, but it's no less sexy to me, certainly. And maybe even a little bit more so because there's more to it than just this kind of visceral animalistic interaction. You know, there was a lot more going on. Yeah. You know, I find it very interesting. I'm curious to see how the next date goes and where really how you feel after this next date as to where you are in this situation. So I'm going to see him again this week. And he asked if I wanted to go out to dinner again, or basically what he said was, you know, what is your thoughts on what would be a perfect second date? He goes, I'd love to go out to dinner with you again if you'd like, or we can hang out and watch a movie, do something more low key, whatever you want. I chose to go with more low key because I think if we're just one-on-one hanging out at his place, I'll have the ability to really dissect him a little bit better that sounds bad not dissect just understand him better well you'll get to understand who he is as a person in his own space and uh, you know again you guys were out to dinner it was a first date for him too so the fact that it was a little awkward wasn't just because of you he's on a first date as well right and then when he got back to his place and his environment he became much more comfortable and became himself right and that's what you're going to get to see obviously when you do that so it'll be interesting yeah, so stay tuned for uh, part two of this. <laughs> I don't know what we're calling this. 
poly experimental dating. <laughs> it's really not, yeah. Listen, it, it sounds like a, something that you're you're trepidatious about, but. I really think that this is where we're headed with all of this. Yeah, and let me explain why I'm trepidatious. It's not just because it's new for us. It's also because I think I'm still breaking down the barriers of what it means to be in, quote unquote, a relationship with someone. Yeah. And of course, there are many ways in which we've already done that in our relationship, all of which have been amazing. But I still think that there's this idea of like, well, Brian is my partner. So should I really be cuddling in bed for 15 minutes with a guy? Brian is my partner, so should I really be allowing someone else to buy me dinner and walk me to my car and all of these different things? It just, there's still some barriers that need to go away. And that's my business. It's my thing I have to get my head around. Well, it's like we talked about yesterday. We really do have a difficult time. And we realize why we have a difficult time really connecting with couples a lot of times. Because we are far more open to different experiences than most, even in this space, as we found out. We don't have a litany of rules and regulations that have to be followed in order for us to have an experience. The truth is, without all those obstacles and roadblocks, we find, us personally, we have a much better experience when it is just free-flowing and we are not worried about the 15 rules that have to be adhered to. Yeah, you can just feel things and appreciate the moment. That shit is draining to me. Yeah, me too. And we don't have great experiences when we meet couples a lot of times for the first time. Or I should say, we don't have second experiences when we meet couples for the first time. And we still have never met a couple on date one and ever played with them the same night. We have never done that. No. Because we have met more couples than we've played with. And a never, lot more. And never had a second date with them because we just didn't feel that connection. And it's like, you know, we don't want to have to be confined to a set of rules. If we're going to get into a situation where you're going to be sexual or intimate, particularly particularly intimate, like the situation we're talking about with you, you've got to just let this thing go and see what what happens. You know, obviously you've got some things you want to get out of this relationship like any other, but you kind of got to see where, you know, water seeks gotta its own Got to go level. with the flow. Yeah. yeah. You just got to figure out where you where it goes and not be so worked up over, I got to do X, Y, and Z. That just takes the fun out of it for me. Yeah. You know, it's like if we're sitting with a couple and it's like going really well, it's happened to us before. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, and by the way, guys, should we decide to play? No expectations, no pressure. We have to do this, 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 and this in order for it to be a good experience for us. You know, we usually just check out at that point. Right. We really do. It doesn't work for us. So I'm thrilled with how this thing went. And I'm really, really eager to see how it goes this week and, you know, what happens. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. So stay tuned, people. And in the meantime, if you need more FPS in your life, did you guys know that we have over 60 bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers currently available on our Patreon community? That is just one of the bonuses that we offer as a thank you for supporting us and sponsoring the show. And our newest Patreon members this week that we would like to give a very big thank you to are Aaron, Mr. Reliable85, Cody, and Kenneth. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We look forward to talking to you in our Telegram community with over 90 people from across the world, uh, Snapchat, where I show all sorts of sexy shit and lots of other bonuses. And guess what? I didn't even think about this. So we have a very big milestone coming up next week. 
Yeah, I totally forgot about that. It is our two-year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. October 1st. Yeah, so we're going to do something special for our Patreon community for that. I think we're going to do some giveaway action and uh, some content creation. We're going to do something big and special for our Patreon community. So this is absolutely the time to join. Plus, you're going to get all the exclusives on when we actually hit the road and where we're going if you're on our Patreon community. You'll hear about it first. So head to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash front porch swingers. We hope to see you there. Also, guys, keep in mind we have a slutty fun happening over at OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash front porch swingers. We've seen so many people hopping on over there it's been really fun to connect with people there because i I put up some sexy shit we put up sexy shit but then we also communicate about said sexy shit on there and i find out like what people's interests are their fetishes their kinks oh it's so fucking fun it's very freeing so head on over to onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers if you want to be a part of that fun and you can find our merch yes at fullswapshop.com slash swingers, We are once again partnered with some amazing podcast partners and are selling a whole bunch of cool stuff there. You can get yourself some booty shorts, some shot glasses, some T-shirts. all sorts of cool shit. Yeah, beanies. beanies. Really cold. cool beanies. beanies. Yeah. Fullswapshop.com slash swingers for that merchandise. And also make sure you find us on social media. We're on YouTube. Our channel is called Front Porch Swingers. Make sure you're subscribed over there. You can find us on Twitter at FP Swingers or on Instagram at FP Swingers 2. And also, if you have not checked out our newest podcast, Sex on Your Terms, you are absolutely going to want to. We talk super in-depth about our current relationship, our past relationships, what we've learned from them. It's very cathartic for us to do it, and we are getting some amazing feedback about it. You can find it on any podcasting app or at sexonyourterms.com. Yes, a true passion project for us. I really enjoy Sex on Your Terms episodes. Yeah, we just get done and we're like, oh, that felt fucking good. Yeah. So we do swear a little less over there, but... Much less. (laughs) Other than that. (laughs) So we hope you'll check that out. And I think that's what we have for you guys this week. Stay tuned because like we said two-year anniversary next week and i have an experience planned for this week that if it all falls into place will be something unlike you've ever heard on our show before for sure do not want to miss that oh i'm so fucking excited so (laughs) as is brian so make sure you guys stay tuned for uh that two-year anniversary episode next week and as always thank you so much for listening thanks everybody Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.